0: If you're feeling down and having trouble getting up in the morning, here's a tip. Brush your teeth. That's it. Often when we wake up, our brains go into planning mode, which leads to overthinking and stress before our head even leaves the pillow. Something simple like brushing your teeth can break that cycle and jumpstart your day. This tip was brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy, which connects you with a licensed therapist via video, phone, or online chat. Visit betterhelp.com and save 10% on your first month.
1: the
2: cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Packs What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Packs What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein. And we have a... I don't even know how to describe this matchup, honestly. One of the banes of the Packers' existence for the last couple seasons. Packers going... Away to Raymond James Stadium, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for week three. There's a lot to talk about because I think there's a lot in flux on both sides. And uh, we'll break it all down on this show. But period, let's get started. How are you feeling?
2: I'm good. This game always gives me nightmares because it doesn't matter what weapons are around Tom Brady. He could have Hall of Famers or he could have practice squad guys and I still feel like I always give him the nod in games against the Packers so we'll dive into who he's gonna have and who he's missing more importantly but at the end of the day it's just it's Tom Brady
1: yeah and I mean I I get I totally agree to a certain extent but I also feel like Tom Brady just in and of himself is so overhyped like Tom Brady's got one of the best defenses in the league right now and we're going to talk about it because this defense is insane mm-hmm. and yes obviously he is making do with a lot of his offense being injured which we will also talk about in a little bit but you know he also has not played the best through two yeah. weeks and I'm the, the Packers are going to have opportunities
2: for sure yeah I mean where do you want to start first I think We've been saying this every time the Packers play, but I think the key to stopping any kind of Bucks offense is always just getting to Brady. He's been better, actually, the last couple of years under pressure. Um, I think he had one of the highest QBRs while pressured last season. But um, instead of just pressuring him, just bring him down. I think this pass rush is going to have to be as dominant as it can be to stop this offense, especially because they're going to be missing Mike Evans. Um, Chris Godwin is questionable. Julio Jones is questionable. Their left tackle, Donovan Smith, is questionable. Leonard Fournette is questionable. Russell Gage is questionable. So you're, you've are got like basically the entire starting Bucs offense um, as a big question mark if they're playing. We know for a fact, obviously, that Mike Evans is not – which is huge, losing the wide receiver one. So I think you get to Brady, and he doesn't have his guys to throw to, then you're going to be able to stop this this Bucks offense pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these guys will end up playing. Obviously, Leonard Fournette is limited, but he, I don't think it's a question that he'll be playing. Um, the the Chris Godwin stuff is big in Julio Jones because they were both did not participate at all on Wednesday. We're recording this obviously Thursday morning that could change uh, depending on what their availability is like the rest of the week. Um, but like Russell Gage, Brashad Perryman, Scotty Miller, you know, the three kind of backup depth pieces also all limited. I would expect all of them to play, but it is a very banged up receiving core. And they did of course, just add Cole Beasley um, to that locker room, elevated him from the practice squad. So Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's just a lot of question marks for this offensive line. And I agree with you that I think the Packers, uh, the pass rush needs to be the best we've seen so far. I thought they did a really good job containing Justin Fields. We obviously know that Tom Brady isn't a scrambling quarterback. He's not the type of evasive, you know, scrambler that the Packers are going to see down the line quite a bit this season, but he still can make plays. And I mean, it's Tom Brady, you know, the guy's a hall of famer for a number of reasons. And If you give him any chance to get comfortable in the pocket, it could be a long day, regardless of who's catching the ball.
2: Yeah, I think what Brady has that young quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks don't have, like the inverse of it, is that he can read any defense. Tom Brady has seen everything that the league has to throw at him, and he can more often than not make the right decision to get the ball into the hands of his playmakers. So while, you know, the Packers we're probably planning on setting up their plan to contain Justin Fields last week set the edge make sure there's no running lanes for him this week it's all about i think just being where you need to be i know that sounds really might sound simple and dumb because you should be where you need to be every week but you can't be missing assignments against Tom Brady you can't be blowing coverages against Tom Brady you have to be basically perfect in your defensive plan And he still might get you. But I do think that the Packers have a chance if he's going to be missing pretty much all of his starting lineup on offense.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this is an offensive line that kind of got depleted before the season started and then has continued to take hits even through the first two weeks of the season. So I think that's key. Tom Brady's taken three sacks so far this year, you know, in two games. And that's not, you know, that. Surprising. Three sacks isn't too many in two games, but I do think that there will be plenty of opportunities there if you can get him rattled because we know that that's where he wants to be is comfortable in the pocket and that's where he can do a lot of his damage. So I think the same way that the Packers had to cover, you know, for six, seven, eight seconds against Justin Fields because of his scrambling ability, the same is true of Tom Brady where he's not going to scramble, but if he's comfortable in the pocket, he's just going to stand there and he's going to take his opportunities to try and pick you apart. So the, the defense is going to have to be, you know, really kind of locked into where these wide receivers are going. And it's going to be up to the big guys up front, I think, to really generate some pressure and and just force him into being uncomfortable and making mistakes. Because obviously we saw last week with Jair, if the ball is in the air for too long, these second like these defenders know how to get in a position to make a play. And I think that's going to be one of the keys on Sunday is forcing some turnovers. Yep. Yeah. Winning the turnover battle is going to
2: be huge. I think just keeping Tom Brady off the of field for as long as possible is going to be huge. I think this is going to be a really big opportunity for the inside linebackers as well. Like the one thing that the Packers didn't have the last time they played this team, they had a really great pass rush. They had this secondary, but they didn't have a Quay and a Devondre Campbell in the middle of the field to be able to kind of disrupt what Brady's seeing, or maybe go and attack in that middle of the defense and um, I think this is going to be a big opportunity for those two to stop whatever it is the Bucs are going to be able to do on offense. I am curious, and it is going to completely depend on who plays for this Buccaneers offense, but are they going to lean more on this run game because the Packers have shown, you know, maybe they can't exactly stop the run as well as they could last season so far in two games, are or are they just going to try to, gash this secondary like I'm very curious about what the Bucks' plan is going to be going into this against the Packers defense
1: yeah and I mean I think you know obviously Leonard Fournette tweeted himself that the touchdowns are coming he hasn't found the end zone yet this season but 192 yards on the ground and he's still you know making a role for himself as a pass catching back he hasn't done that as much this season it's only been two games small sample size but I believe last season he was like third In the NFL, as far as running backs and, you know, receptions, I think he had 69 total catches. So that's a big area for me too, is, you know, that Brady is comfortable with him and he's going to have plenty of opportunities as a receiver and as a runner kind of the same way that we saw Aaron Jones against the Bears you know it's just you know you want to get the ball in your best player's hands and there's a very good chance that Leonard Fournette is Tom Brady's best weapon on Sunday so you know I think the Quay Walker and the Devondre Campbell picks are huge because you know we saw what David Montgomery was able to do and that game never really felt like it was out of reach you know it felt like the Packers always had that one in the bag and the Bucs aren't going to have that you know it's not going to feel that same way i think the bucks are going to be a much closer game and you can't afford to let leonard fournette really start rushing and accumulating the yards and you know time of possession all that stuff is going to matter so much more especially away at raymond james absolutely i keep thinking about this game as like a
2: game of details just every, I think every detail is going to matter. Every move is going to matter. Every down is going to matter because you're going up against a very good team, even even with a depleted offense like this is going to be a very good team. And we can we can talk about the the Bucks defense because I think that's going to be the matchup that's going to make or break this game for the Packers, which is are the Packers going to be able to move the ball against against this Bucks defense or not because if they're not and if it ends up being a slog like the Bucks Saints game was I think the Bucs come away with a win because I they think they'll be able to get at least one or two drives against this Packers defense and score some touchdowns so this is going to all be on can Aaron Rodgers can the Packers offensive weapons like do what they need to do against probably one of the best if not the best right now defense in the league
1: yeah, and I mean, I think going hand in hand with that, one of the things that the Packers really need to clean up this week is the offensive miscues. Right now, they're they're mid differential, and that is such a far cry. And I again, you know, the caveat here to so much of what we're saying is that it's been two games; it's a small sample size, but they're minus two in turnover differential after being plus thirteen. Last season, like protecting the football was always like the most paramount piece of the Matt LaFleur offense. The Packers just did not turn the ball over. And now you're going up against a Bucks defense that already has, I think it's four interceptions, 12 passes defense in two games is insane. You know, this is a secondary that can just always get their hands on the ball. They've got 10 sacks already. So it just, you know, the this Packers defense or this Packers offense really needs to be up to snuff because you can't if you are giving the Bucks, you know they're forcing a fumble on Rodgers because the pocket's not clean and now they have a short field to work with you know these are all things that you just you can't afford to do it because we saw those same kind of miscues happening in week one and that's when it felt like you know they were down too far to to mount any type of comeback when you're yeah. making your own mistakes it's not that the Vikings beat them and I'm not necessarily sure that the Bucs will be just the better team I think it's just the Packers can't; they have to get out of their own way. Yeah,
2: yeah, totally. And like, I, I, that's what this is what I mean too by details. Like, you you can't be having your center, you know, snap the ball on one, not two. Just all these little things that can really add up, and then ultimately cost you a game if one turns into, you know, a minor detail turns into a big problem.
0: Longer term, there's BetterHelp Online Therapy. They'll match us with the licensed therapist we can connect with via video, phone, or chat. Visit betterhelp.com slash positive and save 10% on our first month. The future. So cool, right? All of those amazing new innovations that are going to make life even
2: better. Like, wouldn't it be great to have a car that changes color to match your mood? Oh, wait. Even better. Your outfit. Buick is thinking about the future every single day. A future built around you. With super smart Buick EVs that can make your life even better. And it's all out there waiting. So let's go to the future together. Join us at Buick.com future. The thing I keep thinking about with this Bucks defense and just the Packers offense in general is, you know, the Packers rely on a lot of motion, a lot of jets, a lot of end arounds, those kinds of things. And I'm worried that those won't work against this Bucks defense that, these inside linebackers just there from start to finish, you're going to be able to sniff that kind of stuff out and the Packers are going to get stopped the line of scrimmage a lot. So for me, I'm thinking like, I think this Packers offense really needs to get like a lot more vertical in this game, which they can do, but they're going to have to use, you know, some of that motion and some of those other pre-snap gadgets, if you will, to set up more vertical offense because otherwise I think they're going to have a really hard time just like gaining yardage it's not going to be a game that you're going to be able to dink and dunk this Bucks defense down the field like they're going to stop you if that's what you're trying to do I think the Packers are going to have to get like big explosive chunk plays in order to score against them
1: yeah and I think you know kind of tying into that is Aaron Rodgers had said in his Wednesday presser, they were asking him about, you know, like how the defenses have evolved around the league. And he was talking about two high safeties and how he wishes that more defenses would play the one high because that gives you more opportunities, obviously, like you're talking about these vertical looks in the passing game. So I, spoiler alert, if you're going to listen to Pack a Day later, but my X factor for this game is A.J. Dillon. You know, Aaron Rodgers joked about, you know, maybe the resurgence of the fullback position. Obviously, A.J. Dillon is not a fullback but I think they're going to need to get some of these bruising yards on the ground. The defensive line is banged up. Akeem Hicks is not playing. Um, You know, they've got some other injuries along the line. So obviously it'll matter a lot to how the Packers offensive line holds up against them. But if, if they can churn out the tough yards on the ground, I think it'll open them up to take some of those shot plays, you know, because you're going to force the safeties to drop into the box and try to make up for the AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones tandem gashing this front seven and then you're going to have the opportunity to take some, take some deep shots.
2: Yeah, definitely. And it'll be interesting to see who does get targeted in those deep shots. If it's going to be, you know, Aaron, just trusting his Sammy Watkins, his Alan Lazard, his Randall Cobb on third down and whatever the opportunities, the rest of these wide receivers get, they get, um, I think it would be fun to test this Bucks defense with some of the Packers' new weapons, right? You know, you kind of counter this with the whole, you don't have any tape on me, and let's see what Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson can do, because we've seen them be able to stretch the field um, in a very unique way. Both of them can. So I'd love to see them get their opportunities, but it is a very, very, very good Bucs secondary. A very good Bucs secondary that, like, Rogers is going to have to be very on point. And luckily, he's probably the most accurate quarterback in the history of the game. So you hope that, you know, he can make his make the right decisions. But we've also seen in the history, for whatever reason, uh, the Bucks tend to get turnovers on Aaron Rodgers. And I think if that's gonna happen, unfortunately in this game, like that's that's gonna be the Packers downfall.
1: Yeah. And I mean just across the board, this Bucks defense has been really lights out through two weeks. And you know, the caveat here is that they were playing with Dak Prescott. You know, and that offense without too many weapons on on the offensive side of the ball, and the Dak, of course, injures his thumb. Then, you know, the next week you've got you know a, a mediocre Saints offense that's kind of struggling to find its identity. But you know, they're first in the NFL in points against, only allowed 13 points through two weeks. They're third in turnovers. This defense, uh, they're fourth in fumbles off, second in first downs allowed. So they're just a really stingy. Defensive front and the Packers are going to have to work yeah. really hard to get these yards. And I think part of that, too, is this is a Bucks team that is their offense right now is first in the league in starting field possession. They're starting most drives with on average at the thirty four and a half yard line. So the Packers just can't afford to give them easy yards. They're already starting with a shorter field than most teams. So I think this is just – it's really going to – it just feels like an ugly, scrappy game to me. Like, it doesn't feel very high scoring. It just feels like it's going to be a dogfight. And it's one of those games that you're hoping, you know, nobody comes out injured because it just seems like it's going to be a really hard-fought kind of, like, dirty game in the NFC.
2: Yeah. I mean, the Bucks cannot afford another injury, so – And neither can the Packers really. So I agree with you. It is. Yeah. I mean, right now, Carlton Davis is questionable. I, I bet he plays, but I think even without him, having Antoine Winfield jr. And Jamel Dean and Mike Edwards and just everything, everyone else that they have back there, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a lot of, you know, fighting for those yards, fighting for potentially 50, 50 balls, contested catches. Like this is going to be a big test for this Matt LaFleur offense. And, you know, unfortunately it's week three and I'm not sure we really know what they are yet, but they're going to have to figure it out because this is going to be a team that more than likely backers might see again in the playoffs. And we've seen the pattern, if you will, of like really bad losses somehow translating out into, into the playoffs. And it even happened with the Bucks very early on in 2020. So you wanna get down there and you wanna hopefully come out with a win, even if you said it's a scrappy, low scoring win, just feeling confident about like what this offense can do and be able to put points against a very good defense.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, we're just gonna have to see Matt LaFleur kind of reach into the bag a little bit. We they talked about, you know, how there were you know, some packages for Aaron Jones and they've only scratched the surface of those. And Alan Lazard has packages and Sammy Watkins has packages and Christian Watson. And, you know, I think that we're going to need to see kind of what's what's in that bag of tricks because we talked mm-hmm. about it on the recap show on Monday night, but the Matt LaFleur offense is so good at giving you versatile looks that can set things up for later on. And, you know, the Buck secondary is one of the best in the NFL. So I think, you know, a lot of these these coverages will be disguised. It's not like they're going to be easy for, you know, the offense to differentiate and distinguish between, but they're going to have to run a very successful version of the offense. And thankfully they've got Sammy Watkins, who's one of the best blockers in the league or has looked like it through two weeks. Alan Lazard coming back, I think is huge. So these guys, the, I think the biggest thing too is the rookies capitalizing on their opportunities You know, because they're going to be needed. They're just really going to need to step up. And I thought they made the jump, obviously, from week one to week two. But there were still a couple miscues. I don't think this is a team that the Packers can afford to not be on the same page against. Yes, I agree 100%. And
2: I think if there is a game, every game there's opportunities for the rookies. But I think when you're going up against a defense that's definitely watched all the tape on you and all the tape on Rodgers and Lazard, you probably want to leave and even both the running backs, right? Like I think after last week, this Bucks defense is going to be prepared for this run game. They're going to be prepared for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Now that doesn't mean that the backers aren't going to be able to run on them. They're still missing Akeem Hicks, which is huge. We love our our Akeem Hicks size hole mm-hmm. on the defensive line, but You know, they don't have much on Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, even Sammy Watkins in this offense. So I agree with you completely. This is going to be a big opportunity to potentially pull out that bag of tricks, like you said, and see how we can use these new weapons and maybe just try to surprise them, right? Like keep them on their toes. And if you can even get one big play, like we saw with Sammy Watkins early in the game, then maybe we can open up the run game and, and they're not going to know, you know, stack the box or, high and then you do have Aaron Rodgers right we we talked about Tom Brady who has seen it all so has Rodgers right he he'll be able to read these coverages um as well as as the next guy so it's going to be very spread the ball around get everybody involved um and hopefully see if this you know offensive line can hold up against whatever the bucks are going to throw at Rodgers
1: yeah I think that's really interesting too because I think we keep waiting for Or at least, you know, maybe some fans are waiting for like a wide receiver one to emerge. And I just don't feel like that's going to happen for this offense. I think the Packers are spreading the ball around too much. And, you know, going back to the caveat that it's been two weeks. But we're seeing like a very even distribution of the ball right now. Obviously, A.J. Dillon leading the team in targets. But three different guys have or four different players have six receptions. So it just it feels very even what the Packers are trying to do on offense. And I think part of that is intentional because you just, like you said, you want to get these guys all involved in their own way because it's going to set them up for a lot of success later on. And it makes the offense a lot less one note, which I think is something that they were trying to avoid, you know, in the, the post Devante era. And that's not to say that the offense was one note with Devante, but they talked about how like 80% of the offense was designed for him. Now you've got five or six different players that you're designing different packages of the offense for. And it'll go a long way in you know, dictating your matchups later on in the season. So if there was going to be like
2: one thing that you think the Packers must do in order
1: to win this game, what would it be? I'm Maybe it's one thing, maybe it's two, but I think they go hand in hand. It's sustain drives and protect the football. Like, we saw the turnovers in 2020 and how it just derailed the entire game. Like the Packers can't afford to give up cheap yards and they can't afford to turn the ball over and give the bucks extra cracks at scoring points. Because I think the defense will be able to hold up against the bucks offense. I'm more concerned about the Bucks' secondary, getting multiple opportunities at picks or at fumble recoveries. Like this is a Packers offense that has to play some pretty mistake free football, march down the field because the defense is going to get gassed. You're playing in Florida You're playing it, but it's hot. It's week three, but just sustain drives, keep your defense fresh. And, you know, like you said, keep Tom Brady on on the other sideline because you don't want them to have additional opportunities to like double up at halftime or to, to, you don't want them to have the ball last either.
0: Yeah,
2: I agree. Um, I think the Packers are given a really nice opportunity to come away with a win. um, Just given how depleted this, roster is right now I I don't know I think if even half of these starters are playing I I don't feel as good about the Packers leaving Tampa with a win so I think they really need to capitalize on this opportunity um, and go in and I like when the Packers get the ball first I know they always if they win the coin toss defer I think that I want the Packers to get the ball first every game go down get up Your defense plays completely differently when you are up and not down at least one touchdown. Like go up, get the ball, try to score. Even if it's just three points like it was against the Bears, go in with this like momentum and try to ride that out and stop the Bucks offense.
1: Yeah, that was one of the things I was thinking about quite a bit was just special teams in general and how Matt LaFleur had said, like even from week one to week two, they've seen significant improvement. You got guys like Dallin Levitt. Keyshawn Nixon, Rudy Ford, who have really like taken up the mantle and kind of changed what it means to be, you know, that we fence special teams mentality. Like, I think guys are kind of fired up to play that role because they're seeing, you know, how it can be a spark plug for the offense. Amari Rogers, I thought, has looked really good aside from the muff that he was able to recover. But I think that'll be a key kind of going into Sunday, too, is we haven't seen a lot of Mason Crosby. I think he's kicked two field goals so far this season. And, you know, one of the ways that I think you can keep yourself in this game, you don't need a touchdown every drive. But if you get into field goal range, you just need to capitalize on those opportunities. You need to keep putting points on the board because it's not like the Bucks are coming in and scoring, you know, 35 plus against not great opponents. They've got 34 points in two games. So there will be opportunities yeah. for the Packers defense to get stops. And you just want to make sure that you're kind of staying even with them, because I think both of these teams are capable of kind of running away with things late depending on how the game is, is unfolding.
2: I agree. Yeah. And you said it, I mean, the bucks have had really, really good field position. So if the Packers can take even a little bit of that away, even 10 yards, five yards, push them back. um, That's going to be key. I did see today that the Packers are the least penalized team in the league right now, which is a trend, you know, you want to sustain. Um, I think it goes along with what you're saying about clean football. Just know silly mistakes don't get in your own way Um, because those are the kinds of things you know if let's say Amari does have a really great punt return and then there's some kind of holding and now you're all of a sudden backed up again just negating those are the kinds of things that p- could put you behind the eight ball against a team like the Bucks.
1: yeah something else too that you know is, is so unfamiliar at least it was compared to last season is the Packers tackling this year has not been good it's only been two weeks obviously I keep saying that but I think they're, like, 31st right now in the PFF metrics for tackling. Like, they've got 20 missed tackles in two weeks. And that's just an obscene number when you think about guys like Devondre Campbell who have had, I think, four missed tackles all of the 2021 season. So to have that many misses so far, you know you've played guys like yeah Dalvin Cook is very shifty um David Montgomery is shifty Leonard Fournette is just gonna plow through these guys like you can't afford to not wrap up a guy like Leonard Fournette and it doesn't get any easier right they're, they're gonna be facing really talented backs all season Saquon Barkley you know is on deck very soon here so I think the Packers just really need to wrap up and don't give up the easy yardage right like don't let your three yard run plays turn into 12 yard run plays in a first down because Lenny is able to slip into the second level and make a big play out of nothing because that's going to get your defense gassed. And that's going to basically eliminate everything that we already talked about. You're giving up easy easy yards. You're keeping your offense on the sideline and your defense is going to get really tired. Yeah, I agree.
2: A day of delivering exceptional patient care starts with clean, comfortable scrubs. With the scrub program from Cintas, you can be confident your staff's garments are washed with a hygienically clean process and delivered back to your facility every week. And only Cintas offers the exclusive Landau CareFlex scrub line. They're the ultimate in functionality, plus have a soft, breathable fabric and a stretch waistband. Learn more at Cintas.com scrubs and get ready for the workday.
0: Football. Pumpkin spice.
2: Fall is the perfect time to make your house feel more like home. And right now, you can get up to 40% off custom window treatments at Blinds.com. A fall home refresh doesn't need to be a hassle. And ordering online shouldn't mean sacrificing style or service. Blinds.com has a premium selection of blinds, shades, shutters, and more. And shipping is always free. Save up to 40% sitewide now at Blinds.com. Up to 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply score predictions. I can't decide how I feel about this game. Um, I feel like the Packers might lose. I feel like I don't say that that often, but I don't feel confident going up against Tom Brady. Um, But I feel like it's going to be very close. I feel like it's going to be a field goal. I feel like it's going to be low scoring for sure. It's going to be like a 2017, a 21 17, something like that where it's low and it's going to be like down to the final drive of basically who has the ball.
1: Yeah, I agree. Going into this, you know, we have almost the, the, the identical score prediction. I was thinking like 2017, 21, 17, 24, 20, 24, 21. Like, I think it's going to be ugly. I said that I think it's going to be ugly and dirty. And I think it's just going to come down to really gritty yards, you know, at the end of the game and who can kind of pull away. It could be a last second field goal, but, just these are two teams that weirdly have a lot of history for not having played a hell of a lot but mm-hmm. the Packers are two and eight all time in the regular season at Raymond James it's a tough place to play you know there's familiarity with Tom Brady but this defense is just nasty and you know I don't think you need to hit panic buttons if the Packers lose this one but yeah. it's definitely one that is winnable for them on paper and win games are winnable you want the Packers to be able to capitalize on that. And I think that's again, why we keep going back to week one being as frustrating, frustrating as it was. I want to come away from this and feel like the Packers did everything that they could, not that they left a lot out there and that's why they lost. I completely agree. I think this should be a game. Even if they lose, you're feeling like there was
2: some level of improvement. You're seeing the offense do new and different things. You're seeing the defense, maybe try to capitalize on some opportunities and, You're still potentially going up against, you know, you're going up against an NFC contender, like hard stop here. So if you lose this game, you lose this game, but you want the Packers to at least be making those like incremental improvements in the areas that, you know, we know that they need to. Last thing before we wrap up, I think just a player I'm watching in this game is going to be AJ Dillon. I know that this was the Aaron Jones show against the bears, but I think against this defense, just A.J. Dillon's skill set, his size, his ability to get yards after being contacted and just drag defenders with him. Like those extra yardages, I think are going to be really, really important for him. You said it earlier, he's going to get the dirty yards. But I think, you know, he had a really great quote in the locker room this week about how that's the kind of thing that he loves to do. He just wants to go out there and do his best and do what he can to win football games. And I think that those kinds of yards in this game are gonna be key, right? One of those, you know, the third and ones where you just send him up the middle, you know, he's gonna, I think, sustain drives against this Bucks defense.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about him and I was thinking about Josiah Deguara and not necessarily from like a pass catching perspective. But the way that Aaron Rodgers was talking about, like, the fullback resurgence, you know, we know how the Packers feel about their wide receivers as blockers. We saw A.J. Dillon lead blocking for Aaron Jones on a touchdown. Josiah Deguara has gotten a lot of looks as an F back. And I think, you know, whether it's him or Tunyon, whoever it is, that kind of role paired with, like you said, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, whoever's in the backfield is going to make a difference. And, you know, we saw a couple leaks the last couple weeks with Robert Tunyon, you know, kind of looking like he was going to block and then come out into the flat for, you know, a, a decent gain. So I think the tight ends are going to have kind of an underrated role, especially like, you know, Mercedes Lewis lined up as your six offensive lineman, regardless of, you know, if David Bakhtiari plays or not, which, you know, we haven't gotten any d- indication to think that he will. I think the tight ends are going to, going to do a lot of that dirty work with AJ Dillon. Yeah. I did think this was really interesting before we wrap up uh, Packers unscripted on Packers.com had pointed out that there are currently six undefeated teams in the NFL at two and zero, and the Packers play five of them this season, starting with of course the bucks on Sunday, but the dolphins, the bills. And then you've got uh, the giants and the Eagles. And now of course the Buccaneers are their five. So a lot of, a lot of good teams are, what we think are good teams through this many weeks and that doesn't necessarily mean much obviously the Packers went to Arizona last year and put the beat down on the Cardinals when they were an undefeated team but it is kind of interesting to think about the fact that you know this first test is coming for them and they've got a couple couple more coming up relatively recently with with the Giants in London
2: yeah a lot of a lot of season left
1: a couple of those teams in there
2: that I don't think are going to be you know it's it's a fluky 2-0, but I agree. I mean, we knew going into the season that the Packers were going to have a very difficult schedule, and so every win matters. Um, every win matters.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Every win matters. It's the NFC. You know, you hate to think about Green Bay dropping, but this is a team that we're expecting to make the playoffs. So, you know, see if you can go in there and pull out a win. Should be a close game. Should be a really good game. Um, even though we called it dirty. dirty games are kind of fun. You know, they're just <laughs> really I love scrappy. defensive
2: games. I'm ready for it.
1: All right. Thank you as always for listening to the show. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at PAX What She said. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein, and you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J Loney. Thank you as always for listening to the show. Go Paco. Go, Go Paco.
0: If you're feeling down and having trouble getting up in the morning, here's a tip. Brush your teeth. That's it. Often when we wake up, our brains go into planning mode, which leads to overthinking and stress before our head even leaves the pillow. Something simple like brushing your teeth can break that cycle and jumpstart your day. This tip was brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy, which connects you with a licensed therapist via video, phone, or online chat. Visit betterhelp.com and save 10% on your first month.